The Carolina Outdoors is now in session. Come on in. The listening is fine. Bill Barty on this side of your radio dial. And you've got Wes Lawson over here, Bill Barty. And Wes Lawson, one of the treats that we have at Jesse Brown's is uh, not only just outfitting people for the outdoor mm-hmm. lifestyle and, and them creating their outdoor experiences after a visit to Jesse Brown's, but it's also getting to hear about their experiences and even our own co-workers who are getting out there enjoying the outdoors and creating their outdoor experiences. Yeah, I think we live vicariously through each other, especially when it comes to people's travel. Very well said. And on previous issues and editions of the Carolina Outdoors, we've talked frequently to the Berg Mangler. Mm, Indeed. Dave Bergman, the lead guide and instructor from Jesse Brown's Outdoors in the realm of fly fishing and outfitting. He's had a career in Um, helping people learn about the outdoors, be outdoors, build that foundation in fly fishing. And thereon, he has enjoyed one pursuit that I'm always interested in, musky fishing. Yeah, and he just recently headed up to Virginia to the James River, correct? Correct. Now, we know this from previous uh, talks with Dave that he considers his home water, I would say, the French Broad River here in North Carolina, I had a chance to ask him what the difference is fish was fishing the French Broad versus his recent trip to the James River in Virginia. It's wider. There's big, deep holes. Uh, and really one thing that I took away was that the French Broad is kind of a tough fishery. You know, you're moving past these pockets. You're slamming banks with flies. And, you know, you got to get them down deep and fast because you're just kind of whizzing by these holes on the French Broad, um, it's a smaller stream, it's a smaller river too. So I learned that the river that I fish on most is actually kind of a challenging fishery. That's more technical, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely more technical. Um, (laughs) Like as a part post, so so on a wider river, if it's deep enough, you know, fish can be sitting right in the middle where it's deep. You know, when you're fishing the French Broad, you're just looking for these deep pockets and these eddies, and you're like I said, you're kind of just whizzing, whizzing past them. So you got to get get stuff in there fast and get it down quick. Uh, where I feel like you can you have a little more time on river like the James, but there are a lot more musky up there too. Now, Bill, did he talk about the kind of fish that he saw during the two or three days he was up there? Yes, he sure did. Those two days, he went into detail. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we went out the first day, and just on our own, as we do, and uh, we were able to get one in the boat. Uh, it's, yeah, we on conventional gear. And um, the next day, we went with an awesome guide uh, from Blue Ridge Muskie Guides, um, and we, we did a big 11-mile stretch uh, down the river, and we saw one we got one to come to the boat but the water was off color which means we're probably getting follows that we couldn't see as well so west through this learning about musky fishing in virginia versus north carolina it's really about how they get out there so the boats whether it be a skiff that dave was fishing in or a canoe that he's fished in before i had a chance to ask dave 
how else did you see people out there fishing? So the first day we saw another one of their guides bringing some people in, but that was really it. We saw a guy on a paddleboard too, and I would not want to handle a muskie on a paddleboard. I don't know what this guy. Was <laughs> I've done it from a canoe, and that was sketchy enough. But the paddleboard, I don't know. All right, Bill. So muskie uh, are pretty large. Did Dave and Dave, since there were two Daves on this trip, <laughs> that's right. What size were these? I wasn't part of this conversation. How big was the fish? Well, muskie are big. Uh, typically, you know. They, a small one is, you know, 25 inches would be small, right? And we're talking trout. That's a wall hanger. So uh, a 50-inch 50, 50 fish is big, right? You know, it's, that's a long fish, and they have big teeth, too. Now, they're not, like, you know, nasty. Like, they're not trying to bite you or anything, but trying to handle a fish on a paddleboard like that with teeth and you're trying to get the hook out, you can get a hook in yourself or, you know, accidentally get bitten. It's so, uh, and you know, they're... they're they're big and they're strong, so it's just a kind of a tough situation to be fishing from a from paddleboard. Not to say you can't do it, but wow! So there's no escaping on a fishing trip in January or February, for that matter, in the Carolinas or in Virginia. Weather and environment always plays a part. So I asked Dave, "How cold?" I mean, it's pretty nippy. It's because you know, there's it's not like out west in the when it's cold and it's dry. I mean, it's it's humid. So, in the morning, it was uh, you know below 25 degrees. And um, let's I'm trying to think. What, I'm trying to think about how high it got up. Um, I know I think we got up to like 35 the second day, and then the the evening when we were fishing the day before, we're talking probably like. I think it dropped down to, yeah, like I'd say right around 35, like in the middle of the day. Then I asked him, was it comfortable or not? I got a little cold uh, when I took my gloves off, but because um, you are standing for a while, you know, you're not really moving around. Like, but, but when you're throwing the flies, you're not cold because those are big 10 inch flies you're throwing. So, and I mean, my arm is, is, is killing me, but as it usually does when we go, yeah, like we, we even, so you have to cast further on this river, right? So on the, when we fish, um, when we fish down the French Broad, you really don't have to cast that far, at least the places we go to. So even though you're throwing these 10-inch flies, uh, it's pretty easy to just kind of sling it, almost it's like cool. a conventional rod, and just get you know get it into that pocket like I was talking about. Here we're actually like making those long casts with these 10-inch flies, so it definitely uh, wears, wears you out a little more. Now, the Berg Mangler is a fishy dude, Bill. Did he talk at all about how these fish move after the fly <laughs> he did and he gave a pretty good description of that yeah and until the until you, the fish come you know like a submarine comes up and starts following your fly then you're you know then you're trying to get him to you just keep the fly moving don't stop and when it gets to the boat you just do your, you do a figure eight and sometimes they follow it sometimes they say screw this and they swim off so <laughs> but yeah you're looking i mean you're looking for a deep hole you're looking for deep holes you know naturally musky as most people know like up in Wisconsin, Minnesota, they like living in lakes, right? So they like that, they like that calmer water. You're not going to find them in the rapids. You know, you're not nymphing for muskie. So, <laughs> well, it's great talking to Dave Bergman about muskie fishing. He had this to say. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So that's a little bit about muskie fishing. We're going to jump into the Carolina outdoors, and we've got an exciting show on hand. 
We do, Bill. And, you know, we're going to stay kind of close to home this time, but that's going to be a good thing because it's going to be a lot of fun learning about what's going on in the Carolina outdoors, in particular, York County, South Carolina. How about a little bit of Rock Hill and a little bit of Fort Mill right after this?